on the crosstalk on WIZM. I'm Mike Hayes. Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder how many health experts are getting really good at understanding what people are saying when they talk to them while wearing a mask. Megan Meller's getting really good at it because I have probably said, pardon me, uh, excuse me, more times than I have used any other two words besides thank you uh, in my life. Megan Meller, infection control at Gunderson. Good morning, and thank you for talking with us. Yeah, no problem. Happy happy Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. And it will be as happy as it can be. We'll have to artificially make it happy, I guess. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on masks forever? If uh, if we're trying to reduce the analytics before before we lift some of these uh, health precautions, are we masks forever? No, I don't think we're going to be masks forever. I think you know for the you know the immediate future, yes, you know masks are definitely going to be commonplace, but. Hopefully, you know, once you have a vaccine, you know, once this has been, you know, once this virus has been around the block a few times, I don't, I don't see masks as being a forever thing. And uh, the the vaccine, when I, I spoke with uh, Jason Fratsky from Mayo earlier, and he thought because this particular strain of flu is one, and flu vaccines uh, in years past have been made to try and treat more than one, will this vaccine be more effective at treating COVID-19, in your opinion? The, are we talking about the influenza vaccine? Yes. No, so I think the, the influenza vaccine is just going to be focusing on influenza itself. So it's not going to it's not going to reduce your risk of getting COVID-19. But the hope is if enough people get vaccinated against the flu, then that takes that, what we say, like morbidity, so that the amount of illness going on in the community, that lowers that due to flu, giving us enough resources to handle COVID-19. All right, so we might be talking about two different shots. Uh, the COVID-19 flu shot, that vaccine, which the president says will be available tomorrow. Most other people say it'll be available maybe first part of the year. That shot taken by 70% of the population uh, on the planet, will that be the beginning of the end of uh, this pandemic, this epidemic of mask wearing and and uh, stay-at-home-ing? Yeah, so what I want to first put out, you know, put out that, you know, and this is what confused me in the beginning, what, when you were talking about it was calling the COVID-19 flu shot. So the COVID-19 is, is not the flu. You know, symptoms look like the flu. It can talk like the flu, but it's not the flu. Okay. And so, you know, I think that's going to be one. We need to clear that up. I mean, if anything, it's more like a really bad cold that's kind of gone, you know, on a rampage. Okay. You know, it, it's not some. a flu. Okay. though that, it's, so I, it's not a flu. I appreciate the, that correction. COVID-19, not a flu. So we'll so, get the COVID-19 shot, and it will be more specific to COVID-19 than previous flu shots have been for the wide variety of flus that work their way across the planet. Is that correct? Well, so it's different technology that's being put out there. So it's... The, the current one that's being proposed is a, it's like a genetic material, so an mRNA technology, whereas we don't have, we're not using that technology for influenza. It, in terms of how effective it's going to be against COVID-19, I think there needs to be, to be determined because the full clinical trials have not been done yet on this vaccine because clinical trials take time. You know, this is, 
this is the time when you start testing the vaccine on, you know, larger numbers of individuals, looking at the looking at what are some of the, you know, are there any adverse side effects to getting the vaccine? And then also how long does immunity last when you get a vaccine? And questions, you know, we, questions like that are really hard to answer when a, you know, a vaccine is made this rapidly. So I think it's going, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be a wait and see, you know, the effectiveness remains to be determined. Right. Are you confident that it will be effective, that we will be able to see some positive notes here? You know, I'm going to withhold my judgment because, it's, again, it's really hard to tell when you have uh, a new technology what the effectiveness is going to be. So until I see the data, then I would give you, you know, I'll give you a better answer. All right. I got a listener that had a question. My question is, uh, when we get vaccinated against the flu, we never really sure what strain of the flu is coming through the country. That That's more of an educated guess, isn't it? The flu vaccine? It is kind of an educated guess, but it's one that's based off of really sound science. And so vaccines need to be made, um, influenza vaccines need to be made about nine months in advance. And so scientists are looking at, scientists and health professionals are looking at the data that's coming across and trying to, you know, make a best educated guess as to what's going to be the prominent strain in the fall. So in terms, so that's why the effectiveness can vary from year to year because our guests could either, you know, our best guess could either be spot on or it could be very slightly. Regardless, though, that flu shot is still going to help reduce illness duration, reduce severity of symptoms, and help people, you know, um, off the couch and, you know, out about their daily lives a lot faster. So even if, so you might still get the flu when you get the flu shot, but again, the, da- the data shows that you're your illness right. is going to be much less severe and, right. short, and it's going to be much shorter than without it. I'm curious. One more question, then we got to go, uh, sadly. Um, when you see, and I just read this morning, that uh, two doctors, one from Harvard, one from Stanford, don't feel that Dr. Fauci's information is as accurate as it could or as it should be. They have conflicting uh, science and conflicting research how do you feel as a medical professional seeing three different well-educated doctors with different opinions on what's going to be next? You know, this is the beauty of science, and I think people, you know, the general public are starting to see science play out on, you know, the main stage. Science is all about peer-reviewed process and, you know, debating different, you know, different, different opinions, discussing them, look, looking into all different avenues, different, you know, with different perspectives. And this is what's going on. So just because you have three people, you know, with three different perspectives, it's not a bad thing to me. You know, that's how, that's how we get good. You know, that's how we end up producing, you know, the best outcome is when you have different people, you know, questioning, questioning these things. Megan Meller, I appreciate you spending time with us this morning. Calm, cool, and collected. It is really good to talk to someone who is not all wicky-wacky about COVID-19. Take a deep breath, put on your mask, and see who's next, because I got to go. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Thanks, you too. You bet. Megan Meller from uh, from Gunderson, our uh, guest this morning, infection control. I really like talking to her.